another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we'll go and some funny ads. Talking movies and having a blast. Welcome, everybody. This, this is Beat It Movie Reviews. I'm Werewolf, who is actually just a crazy guy, Joe Cabello. And this is Stranger Things cast member, all grown up, Chris Soda. Today we're joined by a guest. It's comedian, writer, TikToker, Shane Hartline. What's up, Shane? <laughs> I don't know if I want to be known yet as a TikToker. Not yet. Um, You're still in your uh, meta stage or whatever. The yeah, man. I'm not fully there yet. Like, I haven't fully accepted it. But, man, I'm glad to be here. This is the greatest day of my life. Thanks for having me. Very excited to, um, to have you, too. We have you here because we're going to be talking about Netflix's new Adam Sandler movie, Hubie Halloween. So very excited to talk about that a little bit later. But as always, let's start with what we've been watching. Uh, we can throw it to the guest as usual first. So Shane, anything interesting you've been watching? Yeah, I mean, I just started the second season, I guess you could say, of The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Um started that two nights ago um don't want to spoil anything but I, you know i have to be honest did you guys watch the first season i did not and i, I kind of want to go back and watch it because it just kind of missed me yeah, yeah the first yeah the first season is is fantastic and i think at this point you know i've seen so many horror films and different types of horror types things that like it's really hard for something to scare me and get me um, but the, like the first season, the haunting of Hill house actually got me. There was like several moments where they're like, I don't want to say it's like jump scares, but it's honestly like the way the, 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 the ghosts, like the character design and everything, like it, it like, ha it like haunted me, no pun intended, but like, it was really fantastic. And, um, it kind of reminded me of the first season reminded me of when I was in theaters watching the ring the first time and how mm. different of a, of a horror film experience that was. And just like being terrified. Um, and there hasn't been anything like that since that has like affected me like that. The first season really did. I have to say though, um, going into the second season, me and my girlfriend were like four episodes into it. I'm not feeling it as much as the first season. Um, there's, there's some characters that are annoying me. Um, uh, you know, by the first episode of the first season, it, it scared us. It, we were hooked. It's a little bit of a slow burn, but I'm not giving up on it yet. I'm going to see it through. And I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. And I, was, and I think maybe it's one of those things. It's like, it's hard when something comes out the gate that, that good, or at least like personally, I thought it was that good. Um, it's hard not to anticipate the second season thinking it's going to be as good when it's going to have to be, you know, each season of this, this series is a different, you know, different characters, different location. So it's a whole theoretical different thing done by the same people. Um, so that's always tough. Yeah. Does um, it feel like it's just, it's kind of too much of the same type of story? So no, it, it feels do itself, or is it a different type of haunting? It feels different, but I think I went into it wanting. 
I don't know, the same scare experience. I don't know. Like I'm kind of tr- like relating it right now to like when I went to Halloween Horror Nights as a kid. But every time I've gone back since then, it's never been as scary. You know, like I never mm-hmm. I, I'm always craving that same feeling and reaction that I did when I was a kid, but it's never going to be that way. So I don't know, maybe I need to lower my expectations with it. It's not bad. I'm just not, I'm not feeling it like I was the first season. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been watching. What have you guys been watching? Um, let's go with, uh, Chris. What's on the uh, docket. Yeah. Did you, did you watch uh Lovecraft country uh, on Sunday? Yes, last Sunday. Yeah, because as of recording this, the episode that comes out October 11th is not out. Uh, Just so the audience knows where we're at. Yes, I just finished the episode today. Okay. Um, So, uh, and let's just check in with Shane. And Shane, have you been keeping up with Lovecraft Country on HBO? Yeah, we. uh, My girl and I haven't seen the recent episode, the one that you guys are about to talk about. But like, feel free to talk about it. It's cool. Cool. Yeah, maybe no huge spoilers, but let's talk about it, uh, Chris. Uh, I was going to say, was there something in the episode that you noticed similarly to another episode we commented on? Uh, just there's a scene where an officer puts spit on a girl's forehead to curse her, and it's so much spit. It's a lot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Again. This, this show loves spit. <laughs> Also, this show, like, seriously, it couldn't be more of a pre-COVID show. Like, clearly pre-COVID. Well, it like, is from the 1940s. Sure. <laughs> um, shot then and now releasing this late. Um, <laughs> but, no, as far as even to, like, going as far as, like, the like the sex scenes are, like, you ain't going to see those anymore like that for yeah. a really long time. But, yeah. Yeah, the the show the uh did you see when the father character spit in his palm to have sex and it was mm-hmm. just like the most <laughs> ghostbusters it was like two. a handful <laughs> two handfuls of spit but it was somehow <sighs> one, I, one yeah. spit so didn't that need that continues it <laughs> <laughs> i would have bought a little spit it's fine <laughs> give me a dribble i don't need two spits <laughs> but overall uh, uh, how'd you like this episode so yeah uh, very I, interesting key things happen yeah th- what's nice i think is this episode really pushes the show story central story forward and it's not as much about just uh some sort of standalone thing yeah all this, the characters kind of get moments that. Yeah, it's like yeah. the bringing the the main story back together and and pushing that forward. Uh, if anything, it seems like it's the young daughter's story in a way, the one who gets spit in the face. Yeah, um, and uh, she's she's truly uh, terrified by interpretive dance. <laughs> That's what was haunting her throughout the episode. Clowning. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good episode, although um, it's always jarring how the shows just will switch to the more, uh, what would you call it, serialized nature versus the more creature of the the week thing that it's doing. So that always gets a little jarring because you're like, okay, what am I going to expect this week? Um, but yeah, I did like the episode. There's a pretty visceral sex scene. Yeah, <laughs> definitely good one and uh shane sex is when two people yeah, what's, yeah what i was gonna rub say. their <laughs> genitals together or and then a baby comes out the butt well, well let's not get too advanced for you okay 
cool, cool, cool. Baby steps. There, this sex scene, though, didn't have any spit, surprisingly. Lack of spit. Yeah, but not a lack of bodily fluids. Yeah. I'm learning all my sex from Lovecraft count country. All yeah, of it. it's a good good way. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's in trouble, whether it's you You're or your like, partner. The, your partner's like, all right, ready to have sex for our first time? Sure, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just... COVID! I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Let me just suck on a Jolly Rancher for 30 minutes. <laughs> I just need to really get it going. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so Lovecraft Country doing well. Uh, any other thoughts on the episode? Uh, that's that's pretty much it for me. All right, and moving on with other things we've been watching. The Boys. The Boys ended, season two. Shane O'Mac, are you a boys boy? Haven't watched it. <laughs> I don't like title shows with the... No, I'm kidding. I was going to go in a direction I probably shouldn't. No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Well, season two just got its finale. Uh, I I really liked it. I don't think it ended as strong as the whole season was, but I don't think it weakened the season. Um, but I think that's part of my fault because I didn't realize it was the season finale, so I wasn't like hamping <laughs> myself up for it with the previous episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did think uh, there was a lot of cathartic moments. Let's just say that for those who haven't watched it yet. If if you've been itching at wanting certain things to happen, you might see them happen. Uh, how'd you like the finale? Uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with that. It's, I thought it was... Uh, the thing is it's less of a... The first season finale was more of like a cliffhanger. And this one definitely wasn't that, I think. Yeah, there's just the slightest. Yeah, there's just the slightest of like, oh, this is going to be the next season. Yeah. But it's not necessarily the most like, oh, I need to see what's going to happen next. Um, the way it ended. I don't know the, if anything. Do you know if they're going to if they're already renewed for season three? I think they're like currently filming it right now. Oh, okay. But they haven't. Renewed. <laughs> they're just banking on it they're Guys, just, hoping, just keep please. filming keep filming it will happen i promise um one thing i was curious about is uh i thought um star starlight her power is from like light or electricity it seems like yeah i was never too sure on that i think it's yeah it's that she, if she needs to re-energize, she needs electricity near her. Uh-huh. And then, but it's like Stormfront's power is electricity. So how does she not just absorb her power to become stronger? Yeah. Maybe human electricity is different than robot or uh, yeah. ra- uh, like a radio electricity. Mechanical electricity. <laughs> Must be. Yeah. And Stormfront's whole powers are just like godlike anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm I, I'm still gonna be on with the boys. I think I'll always have a feeling that I'll be over the superhero stuff and maybe not be interested in season three. But I'm sure I'll get over it once I see the, the third season, like I did with season two. Yeah, seems like that's what that show is good at is, kind of giving you what you expect, but still making it unexpected. Yeah, surprising. It's really interesting. Yeah, I would recommend it if you like the um, the superhero genre or the cynical superhero genre, Shane. Okay. Um, 
yeah, it, it, it hits that spot perfectly, that target. It's like so topical. It's like crazy how well it works. Mm. The political climate, actually. But yeah. Cool. And uh, Shane, anything else you've been watching? Um, I mean, Lovecraft Country. Uh, we've been in the middle of a move, um, you know, so it's been kind of difficult to watch stuff um, other than stupid YouTube videos to fall asleep to. Um, you put your iPad on the top of the box you're moving and just look down at it while you yeah, move the box across yeah, the room. Yeah, got to pass the time. Um, no, that's about it. Nothing nothing comes to mind. Okay, no problem. I always just want to check. Other uh, than Hubie Halloween. <laughs> Uh, Chris, anything else you've been watching? Yeah, uh, that's that's the same for me. Okay. Uh, pretty much. I have a little bit of a list. You guys okay. are ready for the list. Mm-hmm. I watched Trancers. Have you guys, are you guys familiar with Trancers? Mm-mm. Uh, yeah. The 1984 movie. I feel like it's a movie your dad would have worked on or something, Chris. <laughs> uh, but yeah. it's basically kind of a, um, uh, What's the Blade Runner clone? In a way, the Trancers are basically uh, the the cyborgs. What do they call replicants? And a guy goes into the past to stop or to uh, save, like the great grandfather of a great person who's gonna like save the world. So he needs to go because the Trancers are trying to kill that person. Um, but it's actually, I think I like it more than Blade Runner, although it's not as good as Blade Runner. Like, it does not look as good. It's not as well acted. Uh, but it's really interesting because to time travel, you have to take over the body of a relative, of like a past descendant. What is that? How? It ju- that's just the way it works. <laughs> no, but I mean, you say take take over the body. What is that? Like you literally, like you step in a machine, then like if I had a relative who was alive in 1900, I would jump into oh, his body. Kind of like Assassin's Creed type of type Yeah, of yeah, kind of like yeah, that. Sounds like it. Uh, Assassin's Creed stole from Trancers. Mm. Actually, uh, well, tran- Assassin's Creed was made first, and then they went to their like ancestor's <laughs> yeah. body, made Trancers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. To explain it all. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a pretty cool movie, although it is very 80s. And, you know, the the guy goes into his relative's body right after he had had sex with a girl. So then that becomes like, <laughs> now he has to deal with the girl, but he doesn't really remember anything about her. And then late, they start to actually hit it off. You know, at first she's like, you're kind of an asshole now. What's your problem? But they hit it off and they go to have sex again. But then his boss calls him back to like talk about mission details and then when he comes back the sex is over and he's like mm. you get another free one buddy <laughs> that's <laughs> funny and like i'm wondering what his relative thought just like waking up back in his body having sex he's probably just like all right well let's no let's not ask questions now <laughs> now is certainly not the time to ask questions uh but transfers it's a tight hour and 16 minutes so it's no big deal pop it on um the one thing that was kind of upsetting about it is I was watching it with the Elvira, 13 Nights of Elvira series that I think I talked about last week. Elvira basically intros the movies and then pops up uh, uh, to say, like, 
what are not really jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so w- one of the jokes, a uh, one of the trancers ends up being this black waitress at a diner. And the main character shoots her. She falls to the floor and then disintegrates into ash. Elvira pops up and says, uh, on the menu, blackened black people. No. And I'm like, wait, when what? was this? When was this uh, made? I look at, like 13 Nights of Elvira was from 2014. It's no long ago. What the fuck? So, but to, to the show's credit, 45 minutes later in the movie, the character kills a white person who's a trancer and they disintegrate into ash. And Elvira comes on the screen and says, also on the menu, blackened white people. Uh, <laughs> it's <God>. so. <laughs> It's so not a evening of the scales and like it comes away too late. Not at all. (laughs) It comes so late like that you can't even get like you forgot already. Um, Yeah, very, very odd. uh, (laughs) It's jarring because she only comes up like every 40 minutes into the movie. Just green screen saying this inane comment. Does the, the screen freeze or is she doing it? Just green screen. Like she, she pops up on it. Uh, but transfers, I found it really enjoyable. Uh, check it out. Um, I also watched a couple horror movies, um, books of blood on Hulu. It's a new, uh, Hulu movie anthology movie. Have you guys heard of books of blood? It's based off a book or book series. Um, and I guess it's uh, a Clive Barker book series. That's been known to be like very scary. Um, I only watched half of it uh, because the first story was like four, was over half the movie. <laughs> and I didn't find it particularly interesting of a story. And I just thought like, what, what is this? These should be evenly spaced. You don't do like a 45 <laughs> minute story, then like one two twenty minutes or a 45, 45 and then a 10 um, it wasn't bad, but it felt like a the the story the main story that did take up that chunk of that time was basically a like, am I going crazy and seeing things, or am I in a bad situation? Turns out, she's in a bad situation, psychological thriller type thing, and uh, I just wasn't too into it. So I looked into it, and I guess like the movie only uses one of the stories from the famed books of blood series. <laughs> so it's okay. like, here's the, here's the movie based off of books of blood that you love. Well, it's only titular, not really in the story. So I, I don't know what's up with that. Were you familiar with the books before this? I wasn't at all. I just, um, I think I looked them up before I watched the movie just to see like, Oh, what, what is this? Cause I think it said uh, based on or whatever. And then people were like, Oh, these movies are so, or these books are so scary. They're like, you know, pillars of horror. Did um, you say when they're, when are the books from, or when did the books come? I out? think they were eighties. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, but I wasn't too impressed with it enough not to finish it. Uh, maybe give it a try. It, it's really not poorly made or anything. Just didn't seem to, I don't know, if you're going to do anthology, it's like go all out with the stories because they're shorter. Like mm-hmm. I want to see really cool effects, really cool concepts. 
because there's certain awesome concepts that maybe wouldn't play out over 90 minutes and be able to stretch, but they might really work for 30 minutes. And that's what I want to see, not just a shortened, fairly standard horror concept. Um, so Books of Blood, give it a try. It does have some uh, a good performance from Britt Robertson, who uh, we might know from the uh, couple movies that have come out recently. I forget which one. I still believe the religious cancer movie. She was in that. Not the demographic for religious <laughs> cancer movies. Uh, and then finally, I saw Do Not Reply, which is a really strange horror movie. Uh, it's basically about a girl uh, randomly replies to a guy who texts her. So she's just like texting with her friends and this guy's like, hey, what's up? Like, reply back to me. And then when she's like at a vulnerable part, point in her life she actually does reply and it's like oh, i'm just having a hard time and then they just hit it off so it's a way it's a dude that that she didn't know that was repeatedly texting yeah her, and she never blocked and, him no and then once once they talk she's never <laughs> so she's kind of like i'm just gonna hang on to this yeah and then eventually talk to him and oh he must be a good guy because he texted <laughs> me which i feel like is such a like maybe like even 2010 notion of how texting and like how people communicate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't through an app, you know, cause one thing, if it's an Instagram profile or something, right. That you've been following someone for a long time commenting and then they start DMing. Like there is almost something more that's more contemporary um, to it, but like a random yeah. text. Yeah, I feel yeah. like if they would have just switched it to like an Instagram DM or something. Yeah, or like Snapchat or uh -huh. something. Yeah, something to like build that already trust and relationship, not just a phone number. And of course he uh -huh. sends pictures and stuff, but but what happens is he meets up with her, drugs her, and then takes her to this house where she has to live with these three other girls who need to live like perfectly dressed as cheerleaders because they represent his stepsister he was in love with. <laughs> So they're just in this hell house and it's just, it's just like a torture movie, you know, where she has to figure out how to get out. Uh, and it, uh, it stars Amanda Arcuri, I think her name is. And she was, a from the new Degrassi and she's actually good in it. Everybody's really good in it. And it's a pretty creepy movie. If you like, like that type of torture escape horror. Um, but the movie ends you know, of course, however, uh, spoilers, you know, she gets away. Um, I'm sure you couldn't imagine that. And as she gets away, then there's a, uh, a text card that says, like, um, You've exceeded your data year, limit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, every year, so-and-so women are uh, abducted don't really watch out for online abuse or whatever and you're just like wait if this was this much of a psa about like should have been at like yeah, yeah, yeah well it's like this is so it's not what? how it happens i don't think that's how it yes. happens no it isn't well lately though there has been a text going around have you heard about this where it's like yeah, you we have a packet you have a package arriving soon click this link to track it and then apparently if you click it it's 
something that where they can track your location or something. And that's how women are being abducted. So there is some truth to that. I think though, that the way this yeah, sounds, it's, it's a bit, yeah, it's like everybody would reply with like, you got the wrong number, you know, like you wouldn't hang on to that text because, oh, I might get lonely one day. Yeah. <laughs> what it felt like was one of two things. One, it was like written or conceived by someone who's like older and doesn't understand technology mm -hmm. and like the current trends or just for whatever budget and creative reasons <laughs> like hey we can't show an app and we can't design an app but we have the <laughs> we have the text message filter we could pop on the edit of the movie and show that so i don't know what it was but it, it just if it didn't have that title card, I don't think it would have been as bad either. But the fact that it like it so slams you with what I think is a good message to get out there and like tell people like, hey, <laughs> this this stuff happens. Be careful online. But it was like, oh, you made this whole thing feel like a PSA, but you didn't fucking earn it. It felt so after school special written by a 70 year old dude. The kids are smoking marijuana and snorting <laughs> it. It's yeah, you know, it's probably the the creator was just wanted to prove to their children if you text people, you'll get kidnapped and murdered, and then they just made an entire movie to prove their point. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he won the lotto and was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you guys." Um, but that being said, I did enjoy it. It just felt a little weird. Um, they, they should put that on like the end of Split. <laughs> or uh, other yes. movies like that or there's like children are kidnapped every day you know we aren't far off from reprints of movies and things that might have that because it's like a trigger warning for the movie so maybe in That's theaters true. you wouldn't have seen that but they're like oh well this was a sensitive movie so <laughs> um and does it ruin the movie yes like or it ruin it ruins the the experience in that moment you know you can't the first thing you see after the final image of a movie is really important <laughs> it can't just be like follow us on facebook or like you couldn't do you can't do shit like that after the final image of a movie the, you cut to credits and that's it. it the end of like the whatever happens to me after the last scene of a movie can make or break a movie did you ever see what was that Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence space movie? Oh, Passengers. The movie was fine. Uh, I was entertained by it, but it cuts to credits and it's like the worst music and credit sequence I've ever seen. And it ruined the whole movie for me. I don't remember what it was, but I think I remember it being <laughs> just like a really bad. It was song. jarring. It was like. This movie that was like, I love space movies. So I was like, yeah, this was fun. And then uh, this horrible jarring credit sequence with music that had nothing to do with, uh, you know, the whole experience that you just had. And yeah. it's like, well, fuck, you just ruined it. Yeah, it's like it needs to, like, help you ease out of the movie. Yeah. I remember um, House of Wax ends with My Chemical Romance. Okay. And it's it's the part where it's like burning up just like a match. And uh, this is like it's 
the movie ends with the house of wax melting and burning up. No. So then as it burns, then just cut to black. Burning it! Jesus. So was the end of the end credits was better than the entire movie, though? <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> house of wax does rule. It's very, very good. Paris that could be Hilton. a whole podcast. What credits are better than the actual movie? <laughs> <laughs> there might be. I know there's like definitely some trailers that are better than the actual movie. Oh, 100%. Um, but let's see. I think that's all I've been watching. Yeah, that's it. Um, so if any of those sounded interesting, check it out. Why don't we get into our main review of Hubie Halloween... Now, Hubie Halloween, uh, let's talk about this because we have here a comedian who's been doing it for years, but people just have struggled to connect with some of his material like over the past couple years. Some would say he's not very funny, but enough about Shane. Let's talk about <laughs> the Adam Sandler. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Like I know you were. You just you sat there. I could tell by your posture that you, you knew. Yep. And just no, uh, but that this was all our show was too. By the way, it was just Joe ripping me apart for sixty minutes, pulling the rug under you. Yep. Uh, but Adam Sandler, uh, some people have kind of felt his Netflix series of movies have not been great. Uh, I found them to be overall enjoyable. This one, Hubie Halloween, is his newest one. Let's go with uh, Shane. Your general thoughts on Hubie Halloween, and give us the food as well, uh, and your your decision on order. What do you mean by decision on order? Uh, if you want to say the food first, or oh, got it. Or uh, the Hubie Halloween. It's a new. It's a new Halloween classic, in my opinion. I genuinely, I genuinely think that. I think it's going to go down as one of the like top ten. Uh, to me, up there, up there with like Ernest Scared Stupid, Hocus Pocus, like those kind of like, mm. you know, a little corny type, you know, that exaggerated version of Halloween. No one ever really goes out and pranks people, but like that's the like fantasized Halloween we all have in our head that never really existed when we were kids to that extent. But like, that's, you know, what we all think of when we think of Halloween. Yeah. Um, uh, I loved it. I loved everything about it. Like, I don't want to get into spoilers yet. Um, uh, but I love the art design. I feel like every shot was so carefully, um, uh, just done as much, uh, colorfully, like Halloween every there was so much thought put into this movie in every direction um it was it's a perfect movie for right now um you know being that we can't really have like our full Halloween experiences to the the most for the most part this year so I, I mean I loved it I loved everything about it awesome you're hot on it I love it and how about uh what kind of food is Hubie Halloween like I mean, I went very simple with this because I couldn't That's think of it. Uh, can, it's candy corn, man. It's can, get, throw me some candy corn. You know, a lot of people... Sh- uh, can I cuss on this? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people shit on candy corn. I love me some candy corn. Um, so that's what I'm pairing it with this. All right. Very good. Chris, how about you? Hubie Halloween. 
I, I pretty much feel similar. It's, it's, uh, I haven't actually seen a lot of Adam Sandler's more recent movies, oh, the Netflix ones, but, uh, I guess, yeah, I, I'll I know I should. I'll give you well, a I watched, list. I watched the uh, ridiculous six. I think that's the extent of his Netflix deal movies I've seen. And you stopped there. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, it's I fun. mean, I thought that movie was funny too. Um, but yeah, it seems like from these two movies, he kind of just, and like grownups, all of his like more recent stuff in the last like 10 years, it seems like he just has a, a way of making the movies that seems easy. I don't know. Not, I mean, not to say that. I think he's, a I think he's him, really, but... you know, it's like for he's he's found his audience, and I think that he's yeah. he's really like found a mass appealing um, version of comedy, and he's not going to, you know, aim it towards the smarter comedy audience, like because he knows he doesn't need to. It's not comedy yeah. nerd comedy anymore. No, you know, no. Yeah. and it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Um, uh, the funny thing, actually, I wrote down similarly candy corn, but I had it pumpkin candy corn. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah, the pumpkin shaped ones. Yeah. For some reason, I like those better than normal candy corn. Interesting. Uh, yeah. But they've got more but, chalk uh, to them. <laughs> <laughs> the softer kind, you know, not the like older stale candy corn. Yeah. Sometimes you get one of those, break your teeth. <laughs> All right, so also hot on Hubie. Let's see where I'm at with it then. I just tear it apart. <laughs> uh, no, I also I agree with uh, everything you guys are saying. I think like Shane was saying, it's a perfect Halloween movie because it's one of those Halloween movies that everybody can watch. You know, I think a lot of us uh, who love horror around Halloween time, we're like, let's watch the scary stuff. And just a lot of people don't want that. This is one of those movies that's, gonna be like I Ernest Scared Stupid and the others you listed that are like, yeah, anybody could watch these. I also think it's really interesting how it is almost in the Hubie character in the movie is an allegory for Adam Sandler's career and relationship with his audience when mm. you put it into perspective of how people have kind of seen the post grown-ups age of his films and how he's like this guy literally just trying to do good make movies with his friends, make fun movies for families. Yet you do have this large swath of people who are like, this is unfunny. This is shit. He's so unfunny. What happened to this guy? And that is the Hubie character. Hmm. And I think that's pronounced by, um, we'll talk about in spoilers, but a lot of the references to his other films that are sprinkled Sandler throughout the movie the sandler versus is a real yeah this this movie seems yeah. it almost the way the references play is almost as if it was like you wouldn't be surprised if he was like this is my last movie and that that's like the level of references you're seeing here like oh of course you would want to make all those in this not that i think this is the last movie i just think it's of that like amount and also done very well Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought it was really funny. There was at least three or four moments where I just was like cackling mm -hmm. loud enough so that Andy upstairs <laughs> registered it. Shut uh, the fuck up. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. 
Um, so I thought it was really funny, uh, really good. Um, I do think it gets a little slow in the back half of it. Um, but we could talk a little bit about that in spoilers. My food for it is um, pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, that's my uh, Adam Sandler movie reference joke. <laughs> nice food, but I'd say it's a Happy Meal. Ah. It's like all everything uh, you want, and it's not in the, in the little great. Halloween bucket. Yeah, the little Halloween bucket and Happy yeah. Meal. Yeah, it's like in a way you're like this is just a tiny thing of French fries, and they're you know the shitty McDonald's French fries, but they're good even when they're I like cold. That. And uh, it still has some surprises. This movie, despite being kind of what you expect, uh, so I say it's a happy meal. It makes me happy, and it's the cheapest thing on the menu that comes with the toy. <laughs> what what toy does it come with? The chicken McNugget that dresses up as a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's get into spoilers. Uh, we could have at it and uh, and talk about this movie. I actually I had a notebook that had a bunch of things written down, but it was pretty much just quotes, like different funny jokes, because like they just kept happening. Um, Shane, uh, maybe just we could start with you. Anything you want to bring up? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, clearly it's it was so neat to see some of the past characters, like the Ben Stiller's character from Billy Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Um, right Steve, off the bat. Right off the bat. And you like, and it was so recognizable that you're like, it was so silly because it's like, it shouldn't have been one of those things that I was like freaking out about because it's not like we're watching like Star Wars and the Emperor Returns, but it like, I reacted. Somehow, Somehow Palpatine has returned. <laughs> Somehow Palpatine lived. Um, but no, it, I, it kind of, it kind of gave me the same reaction, which is so <laughs> silly, but like, I don't know. It's always fun to see old character people play old characters again um yeah and also like okay it's the first five minutes of the movie and ben stiller's already in it yep as a classic it's character. a great way to start because you're like already oh know. this is, we already know that you're gonna we're gonna get a ton of stuff like that yeah it, um that's like netflix especially has been doing that the last 20 minutes of the movie is when samara weaving comes in or Arnold yep. schwarzenegger uh so to see See that right from the get-go. It was like, hell yeah. Yeah, and in the same direction, I mean, God, it's funny when I, you know, when I saw Billy Madison, Bashimi's character in that movie, just, he, like, he had such a, I mean, it's relatively small part, but it's so memorable mm-hmm. um, to get more of him as that character was just, like, so great. Um you know, I love hearing O'Doyle. You know, I feel like yeah, they've done O'Doyle um, in a couple movies. Um, the hits kept coming. Yeah, I mean, uh, and yeah, even I just loved name, all the references. Hubie Du Bois, Hubie Du Bois, or whatever, Dubois. is like already just a reference to Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Hubie Du Bois. Hubie Du Bois. Like um, it's built for him. Yeah, and I mean, he was just classic Adam Sandler. Um, you're right when you say, like, I, you know, it's not going to be, but if it was his last movie, this would be perfect. Yeah, he, like, jammed in perfectly all the references without making it feel like he's just saying, hey, I'm referencing. Uh-huh. It, it was done really well to where it was just, like, exciting every time 
he revealed that the kids were a Doyle or or even the lady who says, um, I'm asexual and that woman's making me hella horny. <laughs> that that woman is basically the Miles Davis if mm-hmm. if he and mm-hmm. is cool. Like that that itself is a reference. And I love seeing um the actress from Modern Family who was in uh, Billy Mad or Happy Gilmore, you Jenna know. Bowman or yeah, like it was so cool to see her back and her just being obsessed with Hubie, like yeah. genuinely, like was so fun. Such a fun take. Yeah, ama- that was another one kind of like Ben Stiller where I was like, oh, Julie Bowen's in this. This is like they threw it all mm-hmm. into this movie. Yeah. That's why I mean, I, I really feel like it's going to be like looked at as like a classic Halloween movie. I think it could be. Yeah, how about the the plot a bit? Because I I did find, I feel like it does kind of uh, putter out as it moves on because it's not a great, it's not necessarily a compelling like mystery of what's going on or scary. It's just like really riding out on charm and how funny it is. So that I I did kind of get to like, wait, is anybody even really in danger? What's happening? <laughs> What? I'm just following this guy. They what just went with their first first. They just went with their first pass. Like, <laughs> yeah, we love it. We'll do it. Fake werewolf, oh. whatever. Yeah. Uh, how did how did you guys find the general plot leading up to, of course, the mother being the killer? Yeah, I kind of thought by you know the midpoint, you're like, who? Obviously, the people who who seem to be suspected to be the killers or whatever are not so who the hell is the actual uh villain or whatever but uh yeah after not being a werewolf (laughs) i did i i did like that fake out i almost wish (laughs) there was more to it like within the whole movie like why wasn't there a dracula but he wasn't a really dracula that would have been pretty cool that could be fun. Just each as a, of the mon- the classic monsters could put, could have potentially popped up. Yeah, where even like maybe Julie Bowen is acting like a vampire or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. or undead, or otherwise ghoulish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, to, just to give some sort of reasoning to why she is so nice to him. Mm. <laughs> she she digs the Hubie, dude. Because. In, the, in this universe, every, there's only like five good human beings in the entire town. Mm-hmm. I would, I would believe it. It's a town of O'Doyles. Come on, yeah, they're all <laughs> they're mucking up the blood supply there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have a lot of uh, Kevin James playing yeah. a big role. Classic, classic Kevin James. Uh, that's a big name to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Will from Stranger Things, which basically I love the Netflix movies always have several people from their TV shows. And you're like, mm-hmm. all right, it's the same person's casting. <laughs> Most of these, which. Dude, he's he's me. huge. Yeah, he grew up. What happened this to this movie? guy? Yeah, like, he's like shit. six, four. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what's their next season? Is their next season going to be like a four year time jump? Because. They can't I think possibly. it's not, like early to mid 90s or something, I think. Damn. Because they, they'll like, depending on 
when they'll film it. Like, have they already started filming they're it? Currently, they're currently filming it. Yeah, because yeah. they all look a lot older now. So they could mm-hmm. all even, like, probably play believable seniors or college, like, <laughs> by that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wild. Yeah, he's, like, this huge guy ordering black coffees when you're like, no, man, you probably, like, drink beer with your friends already. At it's weird because we like house. we all watched him like grow up in a sense like so we're all just like fuck he got big yeah it's what happens yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Kevin Spacey wouldn't even look at him now <laughs> is that not yep. do, tell me the lie <laughs> there's no lie I'm not didn't say that I think you I think he still would look at him I think that's why yeah. Oh, so it is a lie. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Keenan's Keenan's part was oh was yes, cool. Keenan as well. Yeah. A lot of SNL actors. Keenan is in a role like this. Really shows you how Keenan can do so little, but it's still really entertaining. Yeah, because it was very grounded for for Keenan. You know, it wasn't that classic, you know, Keenan style of comedy. He was and for more... everybody else in this movie, you know how everybody else is kind of ratcheted up in mm-hmm. pretty crazy ways. His character wasn't so much, but it's still really funny and mm-hmm. still really compelling. Yeah, uh, that short bit with Colin Quinn in the uh, museum Colin was Quinn. great. Yeah, <laughs> Colin just, Quinn I... was a good character there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I think the the funniest moment I think is for me was. Tim Meadows licking the fingers, sucking <laughs> yeah. the fingers. Yeah, so good. The stuff. Yeah, and his wig, like, yeah, so ridiculous. Um, yeah, just that, like that whole drive-in sequence of like nobody is really this mean, like to anybody. <laughs> mm. Um, but it it felt to me like um, I was watching a movie from the '90s. Like it was like everything was so heightened yeah and um, so so idyllic like the fact that these people oh we went trick-or-treating saw a drive-in movie then we're gonna go to a party and then there's a pumpkin carving thing and you're just like how like are you the, doing this all in the one night biggest halloween night ever like yeah i, I yeah. love that type of movie mm-hmm. yeah the the freddie mercury kid goes missing and they're like the mom called the police and you're like how long has you been missing <laughs> this is the same night yeah you you guys haven't even finished your movie <laughs> uh which that was hilarious that all the like the freddie mercury costume all the harley quinns yeah the harley quinns yeah the harley quinns so good yeah, the... oh i was i guess the um i was reading that the uh the daughters the adopted daughters are actually adam sandler's kids yeah yeah, yeah i thought they're so. his kids I was thinking that, but uh, couldn't you tell? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they look just like him, man. <laughs> I guess the news reporter is his wife too. So yeah, he puts her in all his movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is like this is a guy who's just like, oh, I found a way to get paid and spend time with my family and friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, Kevin, you want to take a vacation with me in the Shooby-Doobies? I got another movie. <laughs> so it happens. Uh, oh, you know, the kids that are the Doyle kid and the rest of them that are tormenting him, chasing him down. Mm-hmm. They're In the beginning, they're like throwing stuff at him. I like 
the escalation of things that are thrown at him. <laughs> oh yeah, there's so many good jokes like that are escalation jokes. Even when he's yeah. catching the stuff they're throwing at him with his uh, canteen, which we have to talk yeah. about his canteen thing. Yeah. Oh god, the canteen. <laughs> uh, which just speaks to this movie's tone that is just so fun. Like the fact that he's just like catching what I think they were throwing eggs at him. He's just catching it like in such an absurd way. Or doing dodging them flips. perfectly. Yeah. yeah. It makes the movie able to do anything for the sake of comedy and the story. Because, like, okay, here's a guy, like, if he needs to backflip for the sake of the story, we buy it. But also, he's kind of a, a klutz and a goofball. So we understand if he isn't heroic. Like, it's just a really interesting dynamic that uh, they bring with some of these characters. Like how Waterboy, the Waterboy character... He is very capable in many ways, but it is also mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mom's uh, boner donor shirt. Is a big <laughs> bit. Yeah, all her shirts are really good. Mm-hmm. I forget what the other one said, but uh, I was like, oh, this looks so cool. A fantastic actress, too. So hilarious. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, but those kids throwing stuff at him. I just, it was funny the beginning bit where they're just throwing bags of shit at him, flaming bags of shit, which I guess is a reference to Adam Sandler or to uh, Billy Madison. But also, like, they just had so many bags of shit, too. That was great. (laughs) It's like, how many did they have? Yeah, Yeah, why are they carrying it? They must stink. (laughs) Just this cloud of shit bicyclers uh that um canteen or whatever this thing is just like made no sense it had everything it. built into it couldn't so possibly awesome. hold anything it's great <laughs> i i love that in like any movie where it's just like oh here's my gadget you know very goonies where you're like none of that shit would work but hey it does it always you know, has the appreciate- thing to get you out yeah, I appreciate that. Like every gadget application he had with it, he used more than once, so it wasn't just like a, a one-off bit with each one. He'd like bring it back for something else. Yeah, like so, it, it almost makes sense that it exists. And then he makes uh, custom ones for the kids. He's like, "This one does this. Like, it only does yeah. that. Why can't it do twenty things like yours?" Yeah, I'm hoping people give this movie a chance uh, more than his other uh, Netflix movies. Because I feel like people have definitely... uh, I've seen just less enthusiasm about him. And people just straight up... Like, Murder Mystery has Jennifer Aniston in it. Come Mm. on. Go watch it, I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's good. Um, And, like, it's... Even this movie, it's not, like, great. I don't think even, like, in a movie theater. Like, this is a perfect streaming movie. I think in a theater, this movie might just be a little weird. I don't know. You think think so? Not totally. But I I think there is a quality that's kind of missing from it that is very streamable. Uh, Instead of, I think if people saw this in a theater, it wouldn't make a lot of money at all. Hmm. Uh. But I think that's just the nature of the budget with all these movies he's doing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm curious too. Like, since he's been doing the Netflix stuff for a while, that uh, like how popular he would be if he made a movie in theaters nowadays, just because. Yeah, I, I think it's a good how question. How many kids are into him? I, I think it wouldn't do well, you know, and I think that's kind of the problem with who knows who's seeing movies in theaters anyway. It's already a tough racket, especially with comedies. Um, but he's do they must be doing well enough for these movies to keep coming out, you know, even though I think he signed a seven or nine movie deal at first with Netflix, which they've all been fun. The Wrong Missy, I think, was part of that. I thought deal. that was that was fantastic. Yeah, so. I, yeah. I really give him a chance. It's not going to be happy Gilmore, Billy Madison again. It's it's not going to hit that, but they're still really funny. Definitely. You want to you wanna talk sequel possibilities? Yeah, did you have anything else, uh, Chris, from the main movie to talk about? Um, I just like one other reference at the, at the end in the credits when they're doing the outtakes and he catches the dodgeball. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. Oh, I uh, missed that. Another, oh, really? Yeah. He when they're when he's like talking to the kids dressed up as a ghost, mm. they throw the dodgeball. <laughs> his stained sheets. Yeah, his stained sheets. <laughs> there's a there's like an outtake where he catches it. and He's like, "You're all in trouble now." Like, <laughs> like, Madison is great. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm like, fuck yeah! They're even putting this shit into the gag reel. Uh, awesome. Well, let's talk about yeah. uh, sequels and then double feature. Uh, Shane, let's throw it to you. Sequel. Still, still not set on the title, um, but I'm leaning or leading towards a very Hubie Christmas, or mm. Hubie Saves Christmas. Um, and what I want to do, or what I would do, is have little Nikki come back as the villain and he's trying to destroy christmas basically so Uh, two two iconic sandler characters damn sandler versus sandler Mm -hmm. all right i like that uh chris what about you um so i can add two different things because i feel like a different uh holiday would be good and then also if they just do more halloween stuff with like you were talking about before of like a dracula or some other creatures that he kind of uh runs into Uh, but then the other thing was um similar to what shane was saying is like adam sandler multiverse like i was talking about the yeah uh, sherlock holmes stuff last week but just all the characters he's played interacting with each other and they don't even have to uh comment on the fact that they all look exactly the same which would probably be uh yeah, pretty funny too related. they just this isn't the it. snl yeah. sketch yeah but it would be the easiest like multiverse style movie to make because he could just play all the characters they don't need to get other people back for it mm-hmm. yeah i would pay for that i think he's really selfless in most of his movies um you know like giving his, as as many of his people parts and fun characters and stuff but i think like he should like just <laughs> kind of like Medea movies be multiple characters like you know it would be cool yeah. to see a little nikki again it would be cool to see like yeah. billy madison like grown up now with yeah. a kid of his own you know like 
you know, if you, if you have these opportunities, like I just say, lean into it, you know, it yeah. doesn't ruin the original movies, you know? Yeah. And it, and it's interesting that he hasn't really ever made a sequel to one of his hits. His mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, mine is Hubie Scared Stupid, and it's <laughs> just Ernest Scared Stupid, but with Hubie. <laughs> uh, yes. Because I really like that movie. Let's go into Pre- double features. Uh, what would you pair this movie with, Shane? Well, you said it, Ernest Scared Stupid. I rewatched it recently. Um and yeah, I mean, it was just like classic. Have you heard of the 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 phrase "spoopy"? Have you ever heard of the phrase "spoopy"? Mm-hmm. Like this, like Ernest Scared Stupid is classic spoopy, and like so, I think that that the Hubie Halloween is up there with that kind of like really corny, but you enjoy every second of it kind of spooky type of Halloween movie, and like these are just like perfect for like a double feature. True that. Yeah, Ernest Scared Stupid, classic. I think that's a good one. How about you, Chris? I have the exact same movie down. (laughs) I love love it. I love Ernest Scared Stupid. It's like my favorite Halloween movie as a kid. I have it on (laughs) Blu-ray. Damn, good good special features on that Blu-ray? You know, I need to watch the special features on it. I I still haven't done that. Uh, The trailer or something? (laughs) (laughs) It's just the trailer, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I'm assuming he died before he could even do commentary on a lot of those things. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, but they do have um, days worth of tapes of his ramblings that they're just going to stitch <laughs> together for the movies. They're coming to get he, me. Do you think if he was still alive, we would get like an earnest reboot right oh, now? Yeah, dude. I, I bet we'd be at been? the time. Uh, I, th- I think it was he died fairly young. Uh huh. In his 50s, I think. So Maybe I think even he like forties. They do like a Medea versus Ernest movie, <laughs> where <laughs> yeah. then they just play all the characters. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, he he was the king of the multiple characters in movies. Mm-hmm. But for no reason, like if you go back and watch <laughs> like Ernest Ernest Scared Stupid, like it just jump cuts to multiple characters, and it's like, wait, are these supposed to be like? Who 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 is viewing these kids? Like they the play kids the part of the Greek chorus, Shane. It is the, classic the Shakespearean is, storytelling. In Ernest Scared Stupid, don't the kids react to it as like, Ernest, why are you doing this other person? I think they just kind of like, right? whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> they don't ever really say anything. Like I think they just like, oh God, we love you, Ernest. <laughs> just just they're just loving it. So this I'm guessing. Good. He's just changing costume. He has a bag of costumes near him, and like he's just hold he's on, kids. Changing right in front of them, and they're like, "Why do you have to take off your underwear every time you change?" Look away. <laughs> I'm not the character unless I'm wearing their underwear. <laughs> oh, Very good. I uh, my double feature. I'm going to go with Monster Squad. Ah, why? Because this movie doesn't give you any monsters. Monster Squad actually gives you monsters. So if you needed some monsters after this movie, check out Monster Squad. And it's also a very uh very family friendly but scratches all the like Halloween horror itches. 
do you guys see this being a, a classic in like like 10 years people will like be like oh we gotta watch hubie halloween do you see it being that i think all the adam sandler netflix movies are gonna age well i think once people have time away from them you know, even if they haven't seen them, but like time away from their initial release and go to mm-hmm. watch them with a different light. I think these are going to pick up, you know, whether it's the wrong Missy or this one. So I think it has the chance to for sure. Yeah, I think there's like a possibility of it, but I feel like how people already view him without watching their movies is the problem. Like if they would just watch it, they'd be like, oh, this is totally fine. I but feel like I feel that's. Like the, I feel like that might be changing. Like I think people's opinion on him is kind of starting to change, and I'm I'm only basing that, really, to be honest, on my personal opinion of him. Like, you know, there was a big chunk of time where I was like, I'm not giving any of his movies a chance. Like, like I think it was at, I can't remember what movie it was that, I just kind of lost interest, and I just, uh, you know, I went from Sandler was like the king of comedy to me to like oh god what happened to him and Mm -hmm. then lately like it's just i'm loving everything he's putting out and then like i don't know maybe it's i'm changing a little bit but um yeah i think i I think people's opinion of him is starting to change maybe hopefully i should say yeah yeah hard to say because he is doing something right to be having these movies come out and have any marketing budget to them at all. Uh We've seen the movies come out on Netflix that you don't know came out on Netflix. Vampires vs. the Bronx being a great example where it's like where was the support? I I didn't see it on my feed. Uh, But that's it for the Hubie Halloween review. Looks like we all really, really liked it. Um, Shane, thank you so much for coming on. Anything you want to plug, want to direct people to your work, your TikTok? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, just search Shane Hartline on social media outlets. I'm pretty much on everything. Um, I do want to promote my my horror film, The Haunting of Grady Farm. Um, Joe, you know, I, I've been working on this movie for quite some time. My first feature that um, sold to a distribution company, uh, November 3rd. You can stream it on iTunes, Amazon, everything. Um, but yeah, it's a perfect movie to pair with a, it's a, perfect a scary movie. day um, in our country. <laughs> um, uh, the Haunting of Grady Farm. So check it out. Yeah, check it out. Shane did it. Crowdfunded it. Shot it. Sold awesome. it. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. It was the easiest thing he ever did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so easy. Yeah, so easy. I only um, lost a couple years of my life. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm... It was a really cool experience, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for people to check it out. All right, cool. But thanks for having me, man. You got it, man. You got it. Chris, how about you? Where can people find you? Uh, Yeah, just uh, Rebirth Project on Twitter. Very good. And uh, I'm at Joe Cabello on Twitter. You could reach out to us on Twitter. Tell us what you thought about the show. What do you think about the movies we review? Anything at all. Also, give us a review on iTunes. That helps us a lot. Even if you don't want to write anything long, just slap it with five stars. 
And um, I uh, my comic book is on Kindle now, Robot Black Belt Champion. So search Robot Black Belt Champion book on Kindle. If you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free. And soon there will be a paperback, and the paperback looks very good. I've just been thumbing through a proof copy of it. It's awesome. Dude, congratulations on that, by the way, man. That's sick. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to have it in my hands. It feels very good. Even though mm-hmm. it's been done for a while, having it on paper just feels different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could head over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Cabello. The um, first 10 pages of my new horror graphic novel are going to be released on there with a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, so check it out. All right. And next week, do we know what we're watching, Chris? I think uh, Love and Monsters. Have you seen a trailer for that? Not it's that like, I know. Uh, monsters take over the earth and the apocalypse and this kid is trying to find his like girlfriend. I'm into it immediately. You yeah. know I am. All right, Love and Monsters sounds like it unless something crazy comes up like the release of Black Widow. I might know something. No, I don't. <laughs> I just start saying that so people think I'm in the know. Uh, but we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye. Bye. Another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we'll go and some funny ads. Talking movies and having a blitz. It's the beaded podcast. It's the beaded podcast.